hear it. Verses 42 through 44. First Samuel chapter number 17 verse 42 through verse 44. First Samuel. If you don't have your Bible, and you need one, just lift your hand and we'll get you one. Amen. This is our custom that we stand at the reading of the Word of God. Amen. So if you are able, I ask that you will stand with us. Amen. First Samuel, chapter 17, verse 42 through verse 44. If you have it, say, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ready and of a fair countenance. The Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with stabs? Thou comest to me with stabs? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Entitled this message this morning, The Underdog. The Underdog. We're all familiar with the term underdog. We love movies where we can watch and cheer for the underdog. Maybe it's because we can see a little bit of ourselves in their story. And the possibility of them grasping some form of victory gives us hope. But that's the movies because in real life Nobody wants to be the underdog. The underdog always has the cards stacked against them. Seems like everybody's hand is better than yours. You see everybody else winning. And you want to win as well. Everybody at some point in time, in some situation, has been the underdog. It's gotten to the point 
And we are so used to being the underdog that we just accept it. As a matter of fact, the underdog is not expected to win. The underdog going into the fight is expected to lose. When everybody sees the underdog in the contest, that means that the other person by title is the favorite. And so when we position ourselves and we begin to fight, nobody gives us a chance because they don't understand what we're working with. They know what the favorite is working with and they know what we're working with. And so they have determined to label us as the underdog. And then this message today ain't for everybody. Some of us have gotten so to the point that we're so used to doing well that we forgot we used to be the underdog. Let me just help you with something real quick. This ain't even in my notes, but let me just make this excerpt into this message this morning. Somebody asked me the other day, man, why do you go so hard? Why do you push yourself so hard? I said, you know, I said, man, what, what are you talking about? He said, man, you, you've accomplished a lot of things at, at, at a young age, and it seems like now you would just kind of relax and just kind of enjoy and, and, and kind of just sit back and just enjoy the fruit of your labor. I said, man, if you only knew where I came from. See, you're looking at some successes. You talk about, I wrote one book, I got ten more I'm giving birth to. You try, you talk about one church, I'm trying to give birth to multiple churches. You talk about where we are now, we're trying to go further. What you must understand is I ain't always been the champ. There was a point in time when I was the underdog. And what keeps me on the cutting competitive edge is that I have not began to think like I won. I still think like I'm the underdog. I still preach like I got something to prove. I still study like I'm losing. I'm fighting like I got something to lose. Yeah, some of us get comfortable when we get a few victories under our belt. We forget that at one point in time we were the underdog. You forget how you started out. You forget that you weren't always on top and as soon as you get on top and you forget that you are the underdog, then you start acting like the favorite and then somebody else that the underdog gonna come take your position. You forget that you used to be hungry. You forget that you used to have a zeal. You forgot that you used to be the one that stayed up late at night. You used to have dreams, but now you're the favorite. With a real simple message today. I, I, I'm not trying to sweat. All I want to tell you today is that God favors the underdog. Thank you, Lord. You might as well help me preach this. Yeah. I need you to understand. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse number 7. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse number 7. Watch what the Lord says to the children of Israel. Now we know that the children of Israel are his chosen people. But watch why he chose them. Watch this Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse number 7. The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor choose you because you were more in number than any people. You were catching after a while. He didn't choose you because you were so great, for you were the fewest 
among all people. Yeah. He chose you, watch this in verse 8, because the Lord loved you. Look at somebody and tell God loves me. I, love I know it might look like I'm the underdog, but I got something working for me. Yeah. I'm going to preach it anyway. Yeah. I know it looks like I'm losing, but I need you to understand something. As long as God loves me. Yeah. Yeah. And because he kept the oath, which he swore to your fathers, had the Lord brought you out. I'm still making it off the promise of God. Yes. He loves me and he made me a promise. Yes, that's right. Yes, My Lord. Yeah, so it, it looks like you're the underdog. You keep on fighting. Yes. Let's get into this thing then. Let's we'll make four quick points and I will get out your way. First Samuel chapter 16. Verses 10 through 11. You don't have to turn there, but let me just quickly tell you about the main focus of this message this morning. A young man by the name of David. Everybody is familiar with David. Everybody knows David's story, but what you might not understand is that David comes from a background that was not so glorified. The Bible says that God sent Samuel down to the house of Jesse to anoint a new king. The Bible says that he called all of his sons. He called seven sons and Samuel looked at all seven of them and said, surely that's the one. Surely that's him. Oh, that got to be him. He tall and good looking. Surely that's him. Oh, surely that's him. And the Lord said, I have not chose any of them. Y'all gonna sit there and act like you ain't never been the underdog. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna talk to the choir then. Yeah, yeah they, we, we sit here like we don't understand what it's like to be the underdog. You ain't never been the prettiest. You ain't never been the finest. You ain't never had the most money. You ain't never won a popularity contest. But somehow, some way, God keeps on bringing you. Somebody else's mistake. And somebody 
a few good points. Stay right there. The first point <laughs> is that you may not be the favorite, but you are favored. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you may not be the favorite, but you are favored. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, around verse 22, Turn that real quick. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 22. Watch what he says here. And Saul said to Jesse, saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me. For he had found favor in my sight. I don't want none of them other points. I ain't calling for them other seven, but I heard that the Lord is with this little boy, and I need him to come stand before me. Y'all sitting there like you don't understand this message. He was just out there keeping his daddy's sheep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on now, put loose there, Pastor. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. I'm he was right. just out there keep talking about it. He was just out there keeping his head in shape.
Yeah, if you ain't stepping on no toes, step on some hearts. Yeah, so you got to step on Sometimes you got to step on them. Because if you don't step on them, they ain't moving. If you don't challenge them, they ain't moving. If you don't call them out, they ain't moving. If you don't challenge them, they ain't moving. Now, my second point. I'm moving. I'm moving. My second point. My second point. Is to let them keep sleeping <laughs> Let them keep on sleeping on you. They don't have the capacity to appreciate your anointing. They don't have the spiritual capacity yes. to handle what God is doing with you. And so when you start talking dreams and you start talking your vision, then they discredit you and they continue to sleep on you. But God sent me here to tell you today to let them keep on sleeping on you. In 1 Samuel, Chapter 17, verse number 28. The Bible says that David's older brothers had already gone to war. Right. And David has gone back to keeping the sheep. Uh-huh. And so his father calls him and tells him, take your brother and them somewhere. That's underdog type stuff. They are here fighting for the Lord with it. I'm out here keeping sheep and you call me to come take them somewhere. You ain't never been there before. You ain't. Sometimes when you're in positions, even after you've been anointed, you still don't have to serve. You know because you had a position and a title. You know because God done elevated you that you're too good to switch the flows. You're too good to pick up paper. You're too good to do the dirty work. Well, let me tell you something about being great with your stuck up self. When God elevates you, he said, if you want to be great, then you got to serve. If you want to be great, then you got to humble yourself. You want all that anointing, but ain't humble. Yeah, you you done seen them before then. I'm so holy now, I can't talk my own Bible. I'm so holy now, I can't do nothing for myself. I'm I'm so holy and anointed now, I can't put on my own shoes. I'm I'm so anointed now, I need somebody to fasten my belt for me. I'm so anointed now, I need somebody to help me get dressed. Sit down somewhere. Yeah. Your mama 
because one day you got an attitude with your mom. And your mom was the one that kept your baby free of charge. Then you got an attitude when she asked you to get her some money. I don't know where it's coming from. I'm just saying what I'm saying. You, you better you got to humble yourself. You done forgot where you came from. So watch this, so David takes the meal to his brothers, and the Bible says in verse 28 that Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David, and he said, why did you come down here? He, he said, you came down here. Who at home keeping them sheep? See, some folk, you, you, you was going, you thought your family was going to be your biggest support. I'm in the house. You thought your family was going to be your, 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 your kids' stand. You thought that your family was going to say, yeah, go ahead. But you found out that your family was the one that was doing the most hating. But they tell you thought they was popping you up, but they was tearing you back. Yeah, yeah, he thought, he thought, and his family was going to be the one that would help prop him up. See, but I got to go back a little bit, because his seven brothers were there when Samuel anointed him king. And so there's some people that you're trying to get to respect your position and your anointing, but they want to keep you the underdog. Because as long as you're the underdog, they can keep shining. Their shine comes from man. But your shine comes from God. You ain't got to worry about people that can't trying to keep you in your same position on your job. Hating on you for getting that promotion. Hating on you for getting that raise. As soon as God gets ready. Come on now. He said to him, I know your pride and the naughtiness of thine heart. You done come down here so you can go to battle. Look at somebody and tell them, keep sleeping on me. My third point is to stop waiting to go into battle with the upper hand. Stop waiting for it to look like you got to your bench before you ready to go to war. Stop waiting on the situation to favor you. The situation ain't going to favor you. You're favored in the situation. The situation ain't going to be favored. But your favor is going to change the situation. David tells Saul, he said, Saul, I've been in three situations. This, this ain't my first time being the underdog. Because I'm the only witness that can tell 
because you don't have to have an advantage before you go to battle. Other folk might have to get stuff in order, might have to get everything straight. But what I'm telling you is, you ain't got to get it straight. It ain't got to look like it's going to work out for you. But as soon as you step into it, God already has a plan for you. Waiting on I gotta go back to school and get another degree. You waiting on a degree to open a door. And God said favor gonna open that door. I'm talking to somebody. You waiting on somebody to do something for you. You waiting, I got a connection down there at the city. They, I, I know some people down there. No, you know somebody that sits above whoever you know. Just waiting on, you know, as soon as they get the job, they gonna put me on. Well, what about when you gonna use your real connection? When you gonna use your real connection? Waiting on stuff to look like it's you want it to be cool, you want it to be comfortable, you want you want to know going in that it's an assured victory. And the moment that you become the favorite, the favor is removed. Because when you are the favorite, that means you can do an end of yourself. Y'all ain't gonna talk back to me. Look at somebody and tell them I'd rather be the underdog. Because when I'm the underdog, watch this last thing. David's advantage was not visible. What you working with, they can't even see. That's right. Want me to prove it to you? Look at verse 42 then. He said when he saw David, the Bible says he disdained him. What that means is he looked at David and said, you are not even worthy for me to give a response to. I done came out here every single day to fight somebody from your army. And this is the best y'all can see. I'm over nine feet tall. My shield weighs more than him. Watch what he said. He said, except for, am I a dog? That you're going to send this little boy out here to fight me? David said unto him, watch this. Thou comest to me. Look at verse 45. A sword. You came out here with your spear. But I come to you. I know it looks like I'm the underdog. 
Jerusalem. 
marching through the streets, the same people that was cheering Hosanna, 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 Hosanna. Just yesterday, they was cheering for it. And today, they have a crucified.
All I do is win.
there's somebody when you come from not having nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And everything that you have, you know God gave it to you. The door that opened, you know it was here. You still crying about being out here with the sheep, and God said, I was developing you while you were out there. I was preparing you while you was out there. You the underdog, but you my underdog. Y'all ain't gonna talk back to me. The altar's open.